Greetings and salutations, my fellow plebs. My name is Walker, and this is the Bitcoin Podcast. It's Thursday, June 29th, 2023. At the time of recording, the Bitcoin block height is 796450, and the value of one Bitcoin is still one Bitcoin. I'm going to be doing several types of episodes on this show. I'll be doing a Bitcoin news roundup where I give you the news you need in 10 minutes. Bitcoin Out Loud, where I read you a Bitcoin or Bitcoin-adjacent article in my buttery smooth voice. Bitcoin Talk, where I interview a Bitcoiner I want to learn from. And last but not least, Bitcoin 101, which is what this episode is today. So whether you're new to Bitcoin or just Bitcoin curious, this Bitcoin 101 episode is for you. And if you're already a Bitcoiner, hopefully this episode gives you some new ideas. For today's Bitcoin 101, I want to talk about one of the first things that comes up whenever I talk to friends in the real world about Bitcoin, and that is Bitcoin versus crypto. I saw a tweet from Michael Saylor today that I really enjoyed. He said, Bitcoin is an economic and ethical upgrade for the world. I think that's beautifully put. Bitcoin is not about getting rich quickly. It's about saving wealth slowly, saving the value of your time and energy, of your hard work. There will only ever be 21 million Bitcoin. It's absolutely scarce. Like Bitcoin, your time is scarce. You can't make more time just like you can't make more than 21 million Bitcoin. So you use your energy and your scarce time to do work, to create value. And in return for that value, hopefully, you receive money. But you want a money that you can rely on. A money whose issuance is fixed, whose supply is capped. You want an economically superior money. You want a money that is not controlled by a small group of people who make decisions behind closed doors. You want an ethically superior money. You want a money that safely stores the value of your scarce time and your hard work long into the future so that you can plan your life. In contrast to Bitcoin, which is the first cryptocurrency and absolutely scarce, There are tens of thousands of different, quote, altcoins, alt meaning alternative. But all of these myriad altcoins are not alternatives to Bitcoin at all. They're merely recreations of the same centralized, top-down, broken monetary system we have in the fiat world, a system which enriches the already rich at the expense of the poor. Anyone can create another crypto token. It only takes a few minutes. You can assign to it whatever rules you want, create as many as you want, and change those rules at the drop of a hat. But no one can create a second Bitcoin. And there are no insiders in Bitcoin who can change the rules or print more Bitcoin out of thin air to benefit themselves. In Bitcoin, we say, don't trust, verify. Because anyone in the world can run a Bitcoin node, which is their own copy of the Bitcoin blockchain, running on an old computer or a Raspberry Pi. And on that node, you can audit the entire Bitcoin blockchain for all of its history. There's a concept called the Cantillon effect, created by Richard Cantillon, who was an Irish-French economist, so you can probably pronounce it Cantillon if you'd like. But the basic idea of the Cantillon effect is this. Changes in the money supply don't affect all areas of the economy evenly. Specifically, those who receive the new money first 
such as banks or governments, tend to benefit as they can spend it before prices have risen in response, i.e. before inflation sets in. Meanwhile, those who receive the new money last, like workers and consumers, are often negatively affected as they face increased prices before their income has had a chance to adjust. This can lead to increasing wealth and income inequalities. Sound familiar? Now, how does the Cantillon effect apply to the so-called altcoins that try to claim they are somehow an innovation above Bitcoin? Well, like traditional currencies, centrally controlled cryptocurrencies can also be subject to the Cantillon effect. This is because the entities that control the issuance and distribution of these digital currencies can influence who gets the new supply first, and thus who reaps the benefits of spending or investing, or let's say dumping their bags on you, before the general price levels have had a chance to adjust. And not only that, but just like in the fiat system, in crypto, the insiders can change the rules to benefit themselves, like increasing the total supply of tokens, for example. This is why Bitcoiners call altcoins shitcoins. They're full of shit. When Satoshi Nakamoto created Bitcoin, he had to mine new Bitcoins, just like everyone else. He didn't set aside a big chunk of coins for himself, his buddies, or for Silicon Valley VCs. No, he had to use real-world energy to mine Bitcoin. You may hear about this proof-of-stake crypto tokens, but proof-of-stake is just another replication of our existing broken fiat system. Satoshi realized the importance of proof-of-work, combined with fixed supply and the difficulty adjustment. We'll get into the Bitcoin halving schedule and difficulty adjustment in greater detail in a future episode, but for now, the important part is this. Every four years, the number of new Bitcoins that are mined in each block of the blockchain is cut in half. Each new block is discovered about once every 10 minutes. This 10-minute schedule is kept constant by something called the difficulty adjustment, which automatically adjusts every 2,016 blocks, or roughly every two weeks. When many people are applying their computing power to compete for Bitcoin block rewards, blocks may be mined faster than every 10 minutes, in which case, Bitcoin adjusts to make it more difficult to mine new blocks. If less people are competing to mine Bitcoin, applying less computing power, and blocks are mined slower than 10 minutes, the difficulty adjustment makes it easier to mine new blocks. The difficulty adjustment combined with the four-year Bitcoin halving cycle makes Bitcoin issuance predictable. There will only ever be 21 million Bitcoin, and in the year 2140, all the Bitcoins that will ever exist will have been mined. When you hear crypto scammers use words like utility or use case or killer app or blockchain innovation, etc., recognize that these are buzzwords meant to distract you from the fact that someone is trying to sell you vaporware to pump their own bags. When you hear crypto pumpers saying things like, Bitcoin is too slow, Bitcoin doesn't scale, or Bitcoin is boring, recognize that these are empty statements that do not reflect the reality of the Bitcoin ecosystem today, including the Lightning Network, Liquid, Cashew, and so many more things that are happening on Bitcoin. We'll get into each of those in later episodes. The reality is, is Bitcoin is the most powerful computer network in the world. It requires real-world energy and time to mine new Bitcoin. 
Anyone can run a Bitcoin node and verify it for themselves. There are no insiders in Bitcoin, and there are no outsiders because anyone can use Bitcoin and know with confidence that the rules are the same for everyone, whether you're a billionaire or a bartender. So the killer app of blockchain is Bitcoin. The killer app of Bitcoin is being sound money. Sound money will naturally start out as a store of value, then become a medium of exchange, then become a unit of account. If you want to build a castle, you don't build it on sand, you build it on stone. If you want to build a better world, you have to start with a solid foundation. You have to start with sound money. That's why Bitcoiners say, fix the money, fix the world. So what's the difference between Bitcoin and crypto? Bitcoin gives us a chance to build a better world built on a fair, predictable monetary system that's open to anyone. Crypto just recreates the worst parts of our current broken system, which benefits insiders at the expense of everyone else. And that's a wrap on this Bitcoin 101 episode of The Bitcoin Podcast. To follow The Bitcoin Podcast on Twitter, go to at Titcoin Podcast. And you can follow me at Walker America. Bitcoin is scarce. There will only ever be 21 million Bitcoin. But Bitcoin podcasts are abundant. So thank you for spending your scarce time to listen to another fucking Bitcoin podcast. Until next time, stay free. <laughs>